Hello, friends. It's ghost emoji. <laughs> right? It's me, ghost emoji. Oh, my God. <laughs> you don't feel so good. I'll take us in. Don't worry. And then you immediately were just like, I'm going to trip over everything. Don't worry. Dad's got this. It's me, <laughs> ghost emoji. <laughs> Fuck. No, it's uh, ghost emoji is the podcast. Me, Taylor, is the host. Also joined by other host. Me, Becca. <laughs> Here she is. Capable as ever. Not weak. Not weak and frail. Aw. You're gonna be strong again in no time. I can feel it in my jellies. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> we shall see. Maybe so. <laughs> nah, we're we're back again, ready to get into the, the spooky weird stuff. This one's not so much spooky, just kind of... Uh, a paranormal-ish, maybe, mystery, literature, mm. books. Mm. No, I, I just love uh, weird old books that no one knows what they are, because lost knowledge. It's the Voynich Manuscript. Ha-cha-cha-cha. I don't know what that is. You never heard of the Voynich Manuscript? Nope. I wonder, maybe it'll start sounding familiar when we go through. I think you'll be surprised to find <laughs> that I know absolutely nothing. I'm ready to blow you away with how much I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you thought you knew. Guess again. <laughs> I don't know. Well, okay, so I pulled stuff from Wiki. Good old Wikipedia. Mm. Yep, um, I got yep. an article from The New Yorker called The Unread, The Mystery of the Voynich Manuscript. That one's pretty good. Um, also pulled one from Smithsonian Mag called Six Things to Know About the Mysterious Voynich Manuscript. I don't know if I used all six things, but there there are some in there for sure. And then the last one was just an article slash blog spot post called Medieval Graffiti, the Voynich Manuscript, Medieval Secrets. It sounds like you did some cooking. You just did it to taste. You're like, do I need all six? I don't know. You know, you've got to measure it with your heart. It's like garlic. Yeah. They can't tell me how much to put in. No. Go to hell. I'm putting the whole bulb. I'm mm. not even shelling it or anything. I'm just dropping all the garlic paper and all. No. Mm. No. It's extra no, fiber. No, no. I like the crunch. <sighs> Oh, God, no. She's like, it's not supposed to crunch. <laughs> it's kind of like when you eat, like, sushi and they put the, the like, fish food stuff on top. I can't remember what it's called, but it's, like, real thin and papery. It kind of looks like the Easter paper, but it tastes like fish skin. I think it's just, I think it's very thinly cut fish skin. Yeah, that's the stuff. I've never heard it called fish food. <laughs> I call it fish food. <laughs> Because it reminds me of, of fish flakes from, from feeding my fish when I was a, a wee bab. I mean, that's fair. Well, I'll take us in. You'll notice that in our notes for this episode, I have included some beautiful drawings and other diagrams from the Voynich mm. Manuscript, just to kind of give you a, a moose-bouche of what's going on. Looks like fossils and plants and a weird flower. Yeah. Don't forget the the naked booby ladies. 
Where are they? You can't see the naked women? Oh, there they are. <laughs> Why are they bending over like that? Are they all pregnant? That is something that they think maybe they are, but we, we don't know because it is impossible to read. They look like they're in some sort of like Lamaze class or like a, what is it, like synchronized swimming, but it's for pregnant women. Mm-hmm. Could be. Being pregnant's hard. Sometimes it's nice to feel weightless in a kiddie pool full of green moss or whatever these ladies are partying in. Tag yourself. I'm the one with uh, her eyes bugging out at the top to the right. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) I'm the one in the front, kind of like bottom right hand or bottom left hand side who's just touching a bunch of balls in the front. Oh, yeah, that that's you, Follow for sure. Follow the leader. Yep. And she's also kind of, like, reaching behind her and, like, looks like she's, like, pinching the nipple of the woman behind her. Yeah, that seems right. Yeah. Okay. So, I'm going to take a in, since you don't know anything. I also need all of you to tag yourselves. <laughs> Let me know. I'm very curious to know which one you uh, associate with. I'll, I'll put it on the Instagram. Ta- Thank tag you. Tag yourself. Okay, so, stored away in the rare book library at Yale University is a late medieval manuscript written in a cramped, loopy script with strange illustrations, some of which have been painted over a couple of times in a a crude manner. Uh, These illustrations range from the fanciful, they've got legions of heady-headed flowers that bear no relation to any earthly variety, to the bizarre, naked and mostly pregnant women frolicking in what looks like amusement park water slides of the 15th century. The manuscript's botanical drawings appear to be chimerical and combine uh, lots of incompatible parts from different species and even ones from different countries, regions, and kingdoms. There's tentacled balls of roots that take the forms of animals or human organs. And in one case, there's like two disembodied heads popping out of, I think... It's been decided on that they might be ovaries, but they also kind of look like plants. It's just a lot of weird stuff. But the weirdest thing about this book is that we don't know what any of this stuff is for sure because nobody can read the writing in the book. It has never been deciphered. (laughs) It's like 240 pages. We don't know what the damn thing says. The Voynich Manuscript is an illustrated codex handwritten in an unknown writing system. The vellum on which it is written has been carbon dated to the early 15th century. They've got it down to about 1404 to 1438, and it may have been composed in Italy during the Italian Renaissance. Mm. We're, we're getting there. We might we might have it knocked down. Uh, the manuscript is named after Wilfred Voynich, a Polish Semogician. I don't know what country that is, a book dealer who purchased it in 1912. Some of the pages are missing, but it still has 240. Um, The text is written from left to right, and some of the pages are like foldable sheets that will actually come out and become bigger. Um, It's been studied by many professional and amateur cryptographers, including American and British codebreakers from both World War I and World War II. The manuscript has never been demonstrably deciphered none of the like hypotheses that have come about from people trying to figure out what it says have ever been proved like without a doubt 
People have been studying it for almost 100 years now since it popped back up in 1912. The overall impression given by the surviving leaves of the manuscript is that it was meant to serve as a pharmacopoeia or to address topics in medieval or early modern medicine, but the details of the illustration are really puzzling and weird and have fueled a lot of theories about the book's origin, the context of the text, and the purpose for which it was intended. Mm. It's just a weirdo mystery book. It sounds like every, like, secret language I came up with as a kid and weird books and just being like, haha, no one will ever be able to read it, including me in two months. <laughs> it's like, did I write this? I don't think I wrote this. Who knows? It's me trying to make a new version of Pig Latin. <laughs> so who who the fuck can figure it out? So it's divided into four sections and each of them is in their own right very weird. Uh, the book begins with an herbal section featuring vibrant drawings of plants, but nobody's quite sure what sort of plants they're supposed to be. And then it's also, it's definitely herbal, but they've failed to be able to identify the plants either with actual specimens or with the stylized drawings of like contemporaneous herbals. So only a few of the plant drawings can be identified with reasonable certainty, such as a wild pansy and the maidenhair fern. The herbal pictures that match pharmacological sketches appear to be clean copies of them, except that missing parts were completed with improbable-looking details. In fact, many of the plant drawings in the herbal section seem to be composite. The roots of one species have been fastened to the leaves of another, with flowers from a third. So it's... They're making flower OCs. Hell yeah. <laughs> I stand this person, whoever they are. Um, I don't think I've ever used the word stand. It's the first time for everything. I, I guess so. I'm very dehydrated, so I guess that's that's when it came out. So then comes the astrological section, which includes fold-out drawings of celestial charts that do not seem to match up with any known calendar. You know, make up your own astrology. Make up your own zodiac. Just fucking do whatever you want. We all die anyways. Um, so astrological considerations frequently played a prominent role in herb gathering, bloodletting, and other medical procedures common during the likeliest state of the manuscript. But interpretation remains speculative, apart from the obvious, like, zodiac symbols and one diagram that possibly shows the classical planets. Yeah, some people think that it's aliens, and I promise I tried to look up more on why people think that this was written by aliens, but... The only thing I could find was someone on Reddit being like, well, if you flip the star chart, it looks kind of like our star charts, but from like a different direction. So it's aliens. And I was like, okay, well, I can't tell you it's not, but I gotta say that's pretty weak. And I was really excited that it was going to possibly be more, but that's all, that's all they had for me. Thanks a lot, Reddit. Useless, Reddit. You're useless. Also, like, I am totally, 100%, like, believe that aliens exist out there. Do I think that they dropped off a weird-ass book and then booked it? No. I don't. I just don't. I'm sorry. You just left their dream journal? Yeah, their dream... <laughs> oh, shit, I left my dream journal on that planet. Like a mom alien getting mad at their <sighs> baby alien being like, I want you to be a lawyer and stop drawing these stupid plant OCs. 
and then threw it out the car window. Okay, maybe I do believe this. Just rolled I down do the window it. on the UFO and tossed it out. And they're like, no. I've changed my mind. No. My hopes and dreams. <laughs> uh, oh, that's what it is. It's all plant fanfic. Oh my this god. So I'm so sad. I hope that they were able to recreate their beautiful manuscript. It's even better than before. Bigger and better. Truly. They were doing some serious world building in this book. And their mom just threw it out the window? The disrespect. Mm-mm-mm. So, the astrological wheels are dotted with little drawings of nude women, as you do, and in the subsequent balneological section, I don't know if I said that right, the nude drawings go wild. <laughs> The illustrations depict naked women bathing in green liquid, my favorite kind, <laughs> jello. Uh, naked women <laughs> being propelled by jets of water, naked women supporting rainbows with their hands. Oh, it was gay fanfic. It was gay fanfic. Oh, oh, I love them. Okay. Some scholars believe that one illustration shows naked women hanging out of a pair of ovaries. The basins and tubes in the balneological section are sometimes interpreted as implying a connection to alchemy, yet they bear little obvious resemblance to the alchemical equipment of the period. And finally, there's the pharmacological section. It includes additional drawings of plants, followed by pages of writing in the manuscript's mysterious language, which has been dubbed Boina Cheese. I know. I feel kind of bad that so much of this, they're just like, the drawings are bad, and that's why we can't figure out what it is. And I'm like, could y'all just stop dragging whoever made this? They might just not be good at drawing, and that's why you can't figure out what the plants are. It's not a mystery. They just can't draw good. They're trying. Why are people so rude? I don't know. It's cranky. What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? Okay, so... There is some speculation on who all has owned this through the years. The fact that we can trace it back as far as we supposedly can is kind of weird for an individual book, which some people point towards being evidence that it's a hoax, because they're like, how mm. could we know where this book has been for so long when it just kind of mysteriously popped back up in 1912 or whatever? But the Voynich first appears in historical records in the late 16th century uh, with Rudolf II of Germany. He purchased the book for 600 gold ducats, ducats um, believing that it had, it had been written by 13th century English scientist Roger Bacon. They say scientist, but apparently he was like a big alchemy dude. Rudolf II's interest in the occult, alchemy, and the sciences were well known, leading to his court becoming the focus for numerous individuals involved in what might today be considered fringe research. So they had like a big X-Files vibe kind of going. Uh, he was a mm -hmm. great patron of the arts and scientists and sciences that go with the scientists, but was himself obsessed with the art of alchemy and the search for the philosopher's stone, an obsession that led to him subsequently being dubbed the alchemist prince. Tight. Which I think sounds cool. Yeah. Uh, the manuscript then passed into the hands of Georgius Bartius, an alchemist from Prague, who referred to the book as a certain riddle of the Sphinx that was uselessly taking up space. What the fuck? 
I think you're just mad he, so couldn't, they, he couldn't figure it out. I'm like, you want it, but you're going to call it useless? Don't disrespect it. Maybe he meant, like, the person who had it last wasn't utilizing it, you know? We'll pretend. I don't know. I'm going to fight him. <laughs> I'm going to fight Barcius. Uh, well, you're going to have to fight Barcius's heir, Johannes Marcus Marcy, who inherited the manuscript. Uh, he sent it to an Egyptian hieroglyphics expert in Rome for help decoding the texts. Uh, he apparently wrote in an accompanying letter, Such sphinxes as these obey no one but their master. He loves books and referring to them as people, I guess. The manuscript then disappeared for 250 years, only to resurface when it was purchased by Polish book dealer Wilfred Voynich, hence the Voynich manuscript, um, in 1912. Mm. Voynich refused to divulge the manuscript's previous owner, leading many to believe that he had authored the text himself. But after Voynich's death, his wife claimed that he had purchased the book from the Jesuit college at Frascati, near Rome. Mm. So... Some of the world's most prominent cryptologists have uh, tried and failed to decode it. And William Friedman, the pioneering cryptologist known for breaking Japan's code during World War II, spent years trying to decipher the Voynich uh, manuscript, according to the Washington Post CD Dingfelder. What a name. Love it. He ultimately concluded that it was an early attempt to construct an artificial or universal language of a priori type. And so although its origins remain murky, Voynichese does not appear, or no wait, Voynichese. Voynichese. Throwing you for Voynichese. a loop. Voynichese. It's, I'm getting all the letters mixed up. Just like the real Voynich manuscript. <sighs> Voynichese, why would it betray me this way? <laughs> does not appear to be complete gobbledygook. Um, in 2014, Brazilian researchers used complex network modeling to show that the text uh, displays similar linguistic patterns to that of known languages, and the researchers were not, however, able to translate the book. Yeah, so they can look at it and they're like, well, there's certain letters that are grouped together in the same frequency that letters are grouped together in other well-established languages, and they could look at words that were repeated several times within, say, like the alchemy section or whatever that didn't reappear in, like, the section with the naked ladies or whatever. So they were like, it's it's not just random. There is a system to it, but I guess they just, they don't have, like, the right cipher or whatever. I think it's really wild that so many people can look at it for this long and just can't figure it out. I feel like someone out there's got to be able to do it. Why can't they do it? I don't know. So, okay. So the Voynich, uh, they carbon dated it back to the 15th century. The testing, which was carried out in 2009, showed that the parchment likely dated to sometime between 1404 and 1438, like we said before. Uh, these results rule out several individuals who had been named as authors of the manuscript. Roger Bacon, the English scientist, alchemy guy or whatever, he died in 1292. So he died before. So what's-his-face, Rudolph, blah, 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 was wrong. Couldn't have been written by him. Um, some people think that da Vinci wrote it, but da Vinci was born in 1452, so he would have been born 
after it was supposedly written, and Voynich came into the world long after it was created in the 1400s, because he found it in 1912, so I think he was born in like the late 1800s or whatever. But people just can't figure it out. Some people still think that it's aliens. Um, I read somewhere that some people think that it was created by like a coven of Italian witches, but then literally could not find anything to back that up. So I'm kind of mad that they would just drop that and then not elaborate. So there's that, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's either alien fan fiction or coven of witches or coven of aliens. Me from the future that went back to the past to play a really sick sick prank on everyone. I think that's you're dehydrated. That's crazy talk. Maybe. <laughs> so what if I am? Well the book is hanging out in the uh it's called the Yale's Binicky Rare Book and Manuscript Library. It's available online if you want to go look on it. They've got I guess like scans of it or whatever. Um, if you want to go see in person, though, you're going to have to go to the Beinecke, which holds the manuscript, and it's locked safely in a vault. But yeah, if you want to take a crack at it, it's available online. Let us know what you find. Uh, the theory that the whole thing is a fraud comes up frequently. The mysterious text just can't be solved because there's nothing to solve is kind of the, the prevailing thought in that camp. But if the book is a fake, whether it was faked back in medieval times or more modern that's a very elaborate ruse if someone in the 20th century decided that they wanted to like do a scam like this they would have had to have located 120 sheets of blank 600 year old vellum in anticipation of the invention of radiocarbon dating because that didn't exist yet in 1912 when it resurfaced and they did that in 2009 um, scholars are divided over the question of whether the text is likely to be meaningful. Like, you know, obviously they would like to discover what it says, but we don't know if it actually has anything in it that would be useful outside of just figuring out what the hell the language is. Like, the language itself is more interesting to some people than the contents of what it would actually say. But yeah, the, the letters and, and groupings and stuff like that aren't random. They've got... I don't know, it just, it, it looks like a language, it works like a language, but no one has ever been able to decode a single word <laughs> after all these years, even mm. though there are, like, distinct vocabularies and it seems like it's split up by topic, it's just, no one can do it. There was some guy, I think, I want to say it was, like, three or four years ago, who was like, I figured it out, but everything he claimed about it was disproven pretty soundly. And what he had to offer was just that it was like, yeah, it's important for women to like bathe, to be healthy. And that was the prevailing message of the text. And I was like, what are you talking about? Just because there's pictures of naked ladies in it? You're going to come onto my internet and tell me that that's what this book is about? Get out of mm -hmm. here. <laughs> I, I forgot what the word prank i forgot it i forgot <laughs> that the word prank existed i've been stuck on that this whole time you've been talking when were you gonna say prank i said it and i forgot what i was like joke and then my brain was like what's other word for joke hijinks and i was like no prank that's it say it out loud but there was like a four second pause 
while my brain just completely misfired. Pooped the bed. Yeah, just, I'm dehydrated. You gotta drink some water. I am. Drink some green goo. Ugh, if only. (laughs) Fresh out. But that's the Voynich Manuscript. It's not necessarily scary or anything. I just think that it's a weird marvel of the world that nobody can figure out what it says for for all of our knowledge. Someone, they, they think it was probably a group of like three or four people, possibly like two illustrators and then three people writing the actual script. So it's a zine. It is. It's a fanfic zine. My God. It's probably the proof of it. And then Alien Mom threw it out the window. They got to start from scratch. They got to email everybody and be like, sorry, guys, we lost your files. Can you please resubmit? Oh, no. I was going to I was thinking it was more like the traditional like Xerox zines from the like 90s and early early aughts. I mean, that's always an option. But these are aliens. Don't you think they're above Xerox? Nah. Oh. I see those titties. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Can't take that to Kinko's. I mean, if it's alien Kinko's, they might not know that they're titties. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I still think it's me from the future going back to the past. I know. I... I know I said it's not nice to rag on the drawings not being particularly good. I just think you from the future would do a better job on the the TDs and the plants. Because I've seen you draw both and they look great. Mm, we'll see. We'll see. I can't wait for Becca's Voynich Manuscript AUOC. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, have you watched or done anything cool and creepy today today uh i haven't i mean okay all right i'll play um (laughs) so (laughs) i i've been replaying which i don't have any memory of i am questioning whether either ryan has a fever dream or i have just completely forgotten like huge spaces of my life but i'm replaying fable 2 and then I'm going to replay Fable 3. And Ryan was like, yeah, you finished both of them. I have no memory of it. I've been replaying it. Nothing. Not one memory has resurfaced of me <laughs> playing this fucking game. I'm like, I don't remember this mechanism. I don't remember this character. I don't remember the combat. I don't remember jack shit. And it either means that Fable was so forgettable that my brain completely wiped it from my collective memory or... I'm from an alternate timeline where I never fucking played Fable 2, and this is a different Ryan. Those are the options. Oh, shit. I didn't think about it being a different Ryan. Maybe did someone else play it, and Ryan thinks it was you? Like, maybe Daniel played it, and you were sitting nearby, and his brain just, like, transposed y'all? Not to drag Daniel, but Daniel has never finished a video game that I've seen, so. Oh, shit. Oh my He doesn't god. listen to this. He's not gonna fucking oh do anything. Oh my god, this is gonna right, find Daniel. out that he listens. <laughs> I came for your throat. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. I'm so sorry, Daniel. I'm not. <laughs> Finish a fucking game. <laughs> Re-examine your life. Finish a video game. Commit to something. God. 
Never mind, he's way more accomplished than I could ever, like, attempt to be, but it's fine. We all go at our different paces. We're all on our own journeys. Mm-hmm. Congratulations on your journey, Daniel. Congratulations on your journey, Becca. Anyways, I don't remember any of it, but I'm having a good time, so it doesn't matter. Is it scary at all, or is it just scary the fact that you have no memory of it? The, the scary part is that I literally have no memory of it, and Ryan was like, I remember you beating it. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing there. What about you? I watched a scary movie with my mom last night. Mm, what movie? It was The Black Coat's Daughter. Hmm. Have you watched that one? No, I haven't even heard of that one. It's on Netflix. Okay, so I heard the name and I was like, oh, it's like a military thing. But I guess I'm thinking of like red coats. Mm-hmm. But someone in the Discord that I'm in recommended it. It's very suspenseful. It's got very spooky like kind of atmospheric vibe to it it's got a lot of plot holes for me that i kind of got hung up on and it kept me from enjoying it as much as i think i could have if i had just suspended my my belief but apparently it was like whoever the guy was directorial debut so i would say for a first shot it's pretty good i think it's uh, whoever did i am the pretty thing that lives in the house Mm. which i also haven't seen but it's on my list But it's like a girls boarding school and there's two girls who kind of get semi-stranded there over break because their parents don't come to pick them up. And there's a spooky entity in the boarding house that they have to deal with. But uh, it's, it's good overall. There's a couple parts that are a little bit violent. It's suspenseful. I don't remember there being any jump scares, but because it's so suspenseful, you're always waiting for a jump scare even though there aren't one, so I don't know if that's an issue for anybody. But um, overall, like, as I've had time to sit with it, I liked the message I took away from it at the end. There's just a couple things in it that I wish they had executed a little bit differently. Um, but it's got uh, Kiernan... Is that how you say her name? Kiernan Shipka? Yeah. Um, and then Emma Thompson. And I feel bad there's another girl in there with brown hair, and I do not remember her name. But they're all in there. But, you know, it's got Satan... Girls, school, uh, snow. So if you're into any of those. What doesn't it have? <laughs> so it's got everything. I was going to say, this is like a, a Stefan, a Stefan <laughs> report. Uh, but uh, it's on Netflix, and I think it might be on Amazon Prime, but it seems like it's pretty widely available on different streaming stuff. So if you want to check it out, I would say I would, I would give it like three and a half out of five. Uh, black balloons that's cool i'll have to watch it yeah it's kind of i guess like interesting to to put on it's very quiet Mm. so you might be like is this still playing and you look up and you're like ah okay (laughs) uh that's hard because i i fall asleep or get bored during really quiet movies like um but then if it's a scary movie and then there's like a loud sound you're gonna wake up and be like ah i forgot i'm in a boarding school wait did you say that the the person who made this one did um I am the pretty young thing in the house. Yeah, pretty... something like that, whatever it's okay. called. Okay. Yeah, that one is also very quiet, and I fell asleep multiple times during it, even though it was scary, and, like, I enjoyed it. It was good, but I, I remember just being like, I'm so tired. hmm So that was my thing. It wasn't – it didn't hit all the spots, but me and my mom always like watching scary movies together, so my dad was like, I'm tired, I'm going to bed, and we got some drumsticks out, and we watched a scary movie. And about halfway through, my mom was like, you said this is a slow burn, right? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, I see that. (laughs) 
And I was like, okay, mom, <laughs> I see you. <laughs> and then when it was done, she kept trying to scare me. And I was like, mom, you don't understand. Like when I see scary movies, they don't really scare me that bad. And so she kept like looking over my shoulder and pretending to see something. And I'm like, what? What, mom? And she's like, oh, I got you. And oh. I was like, that's not a, <laughs> that's not a, what? It's a, mom, what? What are you looking at? Mother, mom, please. Mom. Mom. <laughs> it's different. <laughs> One of these days, she'll probably get me. I mean, she could just like jump out and spook me, I'm sure, and I would be fine. But also, Puddin was sitting between us the whole time and like snoring really loud. So it'd be like a really tense scene and then just hear. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. I think that's going to do it for us. Becca's got to go drink more water mm-hmm. and never stop. Nope. If you want if you want to follow us, we're on Instagram and Twitter at Ghost Emoji Show. You can send us emails, you know, say hello, tell us a funny story, a scary story. Send us your Voynich manuscript OCs. Please. Your fan fiction. I'm begging at, you. At ghostemojipodcast at gmail.com. Um, if you like what you hear, please tell a friend. Leave us a five-star review. We always love to get positive feedback. It makes us feel good on our journey to to wherever we're going. That journey that everyone's on. Back to the past. Yeah, to drop to off the, the <laughs> I'm gonna steal the Voynich manuscript. I need to put together a team so we can steal it and then I can take it back to the past and deposit it. I don't know who created it in the first place. That's something for not me to worry about. But if you guys want to join my team, <laughs> let me know. Hit me Submit up. Submit <laughs> your your, your uh, profile to my dossier. Your skill sets. <laughs> Okay, well, first get you some water, and then we'll start compiling you a, a crack team of of people to steal the Voynich manuscript. Uh huh. FBI agent that's watching me. I'm not really gonna steal it. You've seen you've seen what my motivation is like. You know I'd never do it. <laughs> well, until next time, friends. Always remember to say goodbye. <clears throat> I just slam my water cup down. Bye. <laughs> 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 <laughs>